Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Life, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened. And we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged. And we love you. God bless. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. I told them in the prayer room, I'm not sure if I've ever been as sad to end a sermon series as I am this one. And here's why. I believe that our culture has fallen into a tragic neglect of who the Holy Spirit is and what He's capable of doing in our life. And I can't help but feel like that maybe God has stirred a hunger in, in a few of us for more. And I'm just praying that as we, as we finish this series, that you continue the journey and you keep digging deeper into what God might have for you. I'm going to give you, I, don't, I very rarely do this because usually when I do something like this, it winds up biting me later. Um, there's a book that I used as a resource for some of what you've heard over the last six weeks, five, six weeks. It's called Fresh Air. The guy's name is Chris Hodges. And I would encourage you, those of you that are readers, and those of you that might be hungry for a little more, to dig in. There you go. Today, we're going to talk about the why behind the who. We've spent the last several weeks talking about who the Holy Spirit is. And today, I want to talk to you, talk to us about why we need Him. Talk to us about why He should be an integral part of our life. Not something that we casually mention from Sunday to Sunday, but why the Holy Spirit should be a passionate, integral part of our everyday life. Because I'm going to be so bold to say, you need Him. I need Him. So that's what we're going to talk about today. The why behind the who. Our theme verse has been Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. When Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. And there he found some disciples. It's that word is important. These people believed in Jesus. They were following Jesus. He found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And I believe that that phrase mirrors our culture. Hey, I, I'm... I'm thankful for God, the Father, our Creator. I'm glad I'm here. I'm thankful for God, the Son, Jesus, our Redeemer. I'm, I, don't have to, I don't have to go to hell. Hell's a drag, right? I'm pretty sure, you know, I've never been there. But so I've heard. But the Holy Spirit, who is He and why do we need Him? And I hope that over the last several weeks we've, we've helped clear up some terms. 
many of you, as well as myself, we grew up hearing about the Holy Ghost. And as a 14-year-old, I was like, what? I've always thought that was a bad thing. Or, or Holy Spirit. And, and what we try to show you is what those words literally mean in Scripture is God's breath. The, the wind of God. And, and week one, we asked some of you that felt like you needed to take a deep breath to come. And, and, and these altars were full that day. So you know what that tells me? Is that you're aware that you need the breath of God in your life. As do I. The, the second week, we talked about the word Pentecost. And how that word freaks us out a little bit. Uh, or Pentecostal. We think, okay, that means I got to, you know, I got to have purple hair and six inch thick makeup and no that's not what that means uh it doesn't mean that uh, the word pentecost simply means 50 oh that's scary 50 50 yes something to be terrified about it's a it's a holiday that the jewish people celebrate and that's the day that the church was birthed on the day of pentecost then week three we talked about the charismatic gifts and, and if you were like me, when you grew up, you heard the word charismatic, you thought that that meant folks that were expressive in their worship or that ran up and down the church with banners and flags. And did, No, that's not, that's not what it means. It simply means grace gift. And if you were in growth track this morning, you kind of started the process of identifying what your grace gift may be or gifts. And then Mikey talked about the Trinity, God the Father our creator, God the Son, our Redeemer, God the Spirit, our guide. And then last week we talked about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and how that's a completely separate encounter with God from your salvation and your baptism in water. So now, here we are. And we're going to talk about why you need all of that. Why is it a big deal? And, and I'm just going to go on record and saying it's a big deal. And you need him. And I need him. And, and it's it's not just a church thing, y'all. It's a life thing. It's, it changes how I live my life. It changes how I conduct my business. It changes how we treat each other. And I'm going to stop long enough to say, you need him. I, I would, now listen, y'all know me, and I don't live a perfect life. And I got a long way to go. And I'm glad that we're going this journey together. But I'm going to tell you, I shudder to think of what it would be like to have to live this life without the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So today we talk about the why. So here we go. The first thing, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts. Now, you don't like that word, and I don't either. Because it sounds like a courtroom word. And it, honestly, it kind of is. How many guilty people are in the room? Come on, right? Here's, this is John chapter 16, verse 8. It says, and when he comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict. Let me, just, let me just help you with that word convict. It literally means that the literal word means to convince and correct. What the Holy Spirit's going to do, and I'm just going to say it, he's going to convince you that you're wrong and God's right. That's his job, to convince us when we step out of line. To reprove, is what King James says, to reprove us of our sin. Let's go on and read. To convict the world of its sin 
and of God's righteousness. In other words, he's going to remind us that God's right and we're wrong. And remind us that one day there's a coming judgment. So I don't want you to misinterpret this though. I don't want you to hear condemnation when I use the word conviction. Because there's two very different things. Let me see if I can explain it. How many would be honest with me and say that, oh, once or twice in your life you've committed a sin? Here's, here's what condemnation looks like. Condemnation is that voice in your ear that says, told you. Told you you weren't all that. Told you you didn't have your act together. Told you you weren't good enough. Told you probably not even saved. That's what condemnation is. You know what conviction says? Child, my grace is sufficient. Yep, you're out of line. Come here. Just come here. Sort of different, isn't it? But he loves us enough to let us know when we're out of line. Joy, you can't already be crying. <laughs> Conviction says, you're wrong, I'm right, and I got you. So, this way that you're traveling, I need you to stop and turn. This, this path that you're on, it'll kill you, so I need you to stop and turn. That's, y'all, that's love. That's powerful love that the Holy Spirit cares about us enough and loves us so deeply that here's what he wants to do. He, he wants to take us out of, of where we are and put us on the right track. The Holy Spirit didn't come to change your behavior in church. He came to make you more like Jesus. That's good preaching. I don't care either. People worry and I've had people say this to me. I'm worried about how I'll behave if I, if I surrender my life to the Holy Spirit. I'm wondering what he's going to make me do. No, you need to worry about how you're going to behave if you don't. Right? I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you some of the things. Now, this is, just, this is not a comprehensive list, but can I throw two or three at you? Thank you. Here, here's what he'll do. When you sin. You notice what word I didn't use there? All right. When you sin or I sin, he will lovingly and gently and sometimes not so gently remind you who you are. I love the Lion King. Y'all are going to make me cash my man card in for what I'm getting ready to tell you. But when the Lion King came to the Fox, I tried real hard to get tickets. I wanted to go see the Lion King. There it is. That and my fruity candles, I guess, makes me check, cash my man card in. But there was this, we, and you have to understand, I, we raised our children in, when that thing was, you know, relatively new, we watched it 4,837 times, eight, 38 and there's this one part in that movie that just gripped my heart about what we're talking about. 
It's this part, if you, rem if you remember, and I know everybody, if you haven't seen The Lion King, go watch The Lion King. Oh my goodness. There's this one part where Simba, the son of the king, walks away. Starts living his life his way instead of how he was supposed to live his life. And little Rafiki, the chimpanzee, baboon, what, what is he? He's, no, he's not. Rafiki, he's a baboon. Yes, you know, come follow Rafiki. He's not anyway. That one. That's, that's pretty good, wasn't it? That's, that's pretty good. Uh, there's this part where Rafiki finds Simba when he's living away from where he, he needed to live. And, and, and he says this powerful phrase, Simba, you've forgotten who you are. That's what sin is. You've forgotten who you are. And the Holy Spirit will remind you who you are. And he may say it like this. You've forgotten who you are. And this should have been in the movie. You've forgotten who you are. You're a child of the king. What are you doing in a pig's trough? You're a child of the king. He'll remind you of who you are. Oh, by the way, if you surrender your life to the Holy Spirit, some of you, maybe your attitude might change. Can anybody just, can we just take our halos off? Your attitude needs work besides me. I told them Wednesday night, and I'm not going to tell you all this whole story because it was, it was so embarrassing. But me and Donna went on date night the other day, and I was just in a foul mood. Any, somebody, please, you, you've been there. And I didn't like the restaurant. We had to wait too long, and they, my Diet Coke got empty, and they didn't put enough cheese on my nachos. First world problem. Right? And I just walked out with a, just a, just foul. And Donna's just smiling. <laughs> you know? And so I, I, I was walking out of the restaurant, and y'all, it was just like this. It was like the Holy Spirit just walked right beside me. And, and, and here's, maybe this isn't a quote, but this is what I felt. You proud of yourself? That feel good? No. That's what he does. He cha he'll change your attitude. He'll convict you about your attitude. He does that to me on a regular basis. Anybody else? He he'll, he'll talk to you about your sin. He'll talk to you about your attitude. You'll become generous when the Holy Spirit takes control of your life. And I'm not just talking about church stuff. You'll be wanting to give stuff away when you see people in need. And, and you'll, you'll realize how blessed you are. And everybody in this room is rich. You just don't realize it. You become a generous giver. And here, this might be the biggest one of them all. You'll develop a heart of compassion for those far from God. And, and this is going to sound harsh the way I'm going to say it. If, if you're saved, if, you, if you're following Jesus, and people who are far from the fact that people in your family, at your workplace, in your neighborhood, if the fact that they're going to die eternally separated from God, if that doesn't do something inside of you, you need to go to the altar. Amen. And God needs to change your heart. In fact, why else are we still here? If, if Jesus just came to send you to heaven, 
Why didn't you have a massive coronary the day you gave your heart to him? No, you're here for a reason. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So he convicts. Look at somebody say convicts. And then he counsels. Mm. John 14, verse 16 and 17 says, And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate. I want you to circle that word advocate if you're taking notes. Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. You want to circle this line too. Who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. That's profound, isn't it? How many know the Bible, the, the world's not looking for, for God? No. That's, that's why I, I chuckle sometimes when we say, I found the Lord. No, you didn't. The Lord wasn't lost. He found you. The world can't receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he'll li he lives with you now and later will be in you. Do you understand that what he's telling them? He's with you now. Who's he talking about there? Jesus. And later he'll be in you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Today, uh, I, I want, right here, I want to focus on that word who leads you into all truth. Leads you into all truth. You know, I'm, I study apologetics. And, and let me, apologetics is a defense of our faith. And I feel like I have a, I could argue on the basis of truth for Christianity. But I don't. I've never argued anybody into the kingdom. You know what? I have prayed that the Holy Spirit would draw men and women to truth. Because here's what I believe with every ounce of my being. If you go on a legitimate truth, search for truth, you'll always wind up at the cross. If you go on a legitimate search for truth, you'll find Jesus. And, and here's the thing. That, that truth for our life extends to very practical parts of our life. How many of you understand that, as Mikey told you a couple weeks ago, he really does want to be our guide? I'll give you an example. I've been shopping for a truck for about a year and a half. I got a little of my dad in me, and I take my time when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, but I, I've recently kind of kicked up the, my search. I'm not in a hurry, but I'm kind of looking around. Uh, and so that means that in my spare time, I probably got the autotrader.com app just scrolling through. Now, I don't know if you've ever been on that, but it's, it's evil. <laughs> because you might be looking for a specific price range. Okay? You might be looking for a specific price range, and, and, and then all of a sudden, one of the ad vehicles will show up in between the ones that you're looking for. And that happened to me yesterday. Because I'm looking, now listen, I'm not looking for a jalopy, but it's, it's a, on the lower end of the spectrum, okay? And so I'm flipping through, and I had made this statement one time uh, from this pulpit that I would love to have a brand new Ford Raptor. Charlie and Kayla showed up the next week with this. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's pretty cool. I was like, maybe if I plant it and water it, it'll grow into a... <laughs> so I'm flipping through, I'm flipping through 
the trucks that I'm looking at, and the ad truck was a brand new 2019. <laughs> Hang on. It had everything, y'all. Ford Raptor, it was red, and it ain't really a truck if it ain't red. That's not true, because what I'm looking at is gray. But anyway, it was just beautiful. It was, it was red and black, and you know that hit home with me. It was, and it had all the stuff, y'all. And then I was like, you know, maybe. You know, if I, I find, let's see, if I finance it for as long as I finance my house. And I'm thinking, and, then, and I looked, and it was $71,900. And I went, nope. But here's what I'm... I told you that story for a reason, for two reasons. First of all, I'd hate to know I was making major financial decisions on my own intelligence. And the second reason is, I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Even with, with everyday stuff like that. And we're going to come back to this story in just a minute. Because I believe the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you in three ways. Three ways. You ready? You might want to write these down. Number one. And I'm going to give, you to give these to you in order. Number one, he's going to speak to you through his word. I, I get it. It'd be much easier if he'd send you an email. It'd be much easier if you got a text message from God. I told you that God followed me on Twitter, didn't I? I told you that last week. Uh, you know. Whatever. It'd be much easier if you got a Facebook message, a text message, an email, but he doesn't work that way. You know what he did? He spent 1,500 years putting a book together to give you direction and guidance. And, and, and listen, I, this, is, this ain't God talking, this is Dwayne. Don't ignore his word and expect him to speak to you. He, he may do it anyway. I'm just saying, if I were God, I wouldn't. Would you? Would you spend hours writing your children a love letter with all sorts of pertinent information and then them call you and ask you a question that you would answer inside that letter? How would that make you feel? All I'm saying is read the book. All I'm saying is consult the road map. And you'll be amazed at how God will speak to you through the power of his word. You'll be amazed at when you... Oh, bother, listen, I'm not talking about just in your moments of desperation. I'm talking about on Tuesday. You just open the book, and you spend time in it. That's the first way he's going to speak to you. The second way he's going to speak to you is through godly people. That's why you need to be a part of a community. That's why you need to be a part of a fellowship that loves God and that's trying. Now, there's not a perfect person in this building. But you know what we're doing together? We're trying to, to be more like Jesus. And you need to be around people who are going to be more like Jesus. We're trying to be more like Jesus anyway. And, and here's the, we're going to go back to the Raptor story. I went to my wife last night. Because Donna is, listen, we kid with each other. And we do that in front of y'all sometimes just for fun. Uh, we do it in front of Amber th th this morning just having fun. That is the most submissive wife on this planet. And so I'm talking to her about, about this new truck, and she said, baby, I trust you. You know, you, know what, you, know, you take care of our finances. Just, just pray about it is all I'm asking you. And I said, here's the deal, baby. I need you to pray. 
because I, I don't trust me on this one. You with me? Uh, let, just let me hear from the fellas. How many of you know what I'm talking about? See, you, here's, the, here's the thing about our society. If you, you know, I've been paying on my house for a little while, so I got a pretty good credit. I can walk down to Loganville Ford and walk out with anything on that lot that's scary. So I said, baby, I want you to pray for me. And, and because I trust her, and I know that she's up every morning in her word and talking to Jesus, I know that I can trust her. And, and listen, I just told you she was the most submissive wife on the planet. But I'll trust her counsel. Godly people, you need to have godly people around you. And the third way, and, and I, I struggle with even how to phrase this, so we're going to call it this. Internal communication. Sometimes God will speak to you in a voice, and you'll hear him. Sometimes you'll be walking out of a restaurant with a bad attitude, and he'll go, I hope you enjoyed that. He'll speak to you, sometimes in a voice. Sometimes, um, how many of you have been in a difficult situation, and then what seems to be out of nowhere, you just found peace? Sometimes it's peace. Sometimes you just know in your knower. Does that make sense? You just know. Is that from your great intelligence? No. No. It's from the Holy Spirit that lives in you, that leads and guides and directs. See, today in Growth Track, they started talking about some of their spiritual gifts. One of them is supernatural wisdom. How can, how can we navigate this world? You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit when you're buying a truck. You need the Holy Spirit when you're getting married. You need the Holy Spirit when you go to work in the morning. So he convicts and he counsels. And oh, by the way, I, I threw Tracy a curveball. I, you don't have a blank for this, so just draw your blank. Just draw your little blank out there to the side. He comforts. Now, now let's go back to that passage of Scripture, John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate. I, I, I want to spend just a couple minutes on that word advocate. The, the Greek word for advocate is it's paraclete. And depending on which translation you're, you're reading, it, it could read helper. It could read counselor. It might read comforter. Well, Duane, which one is right? Yes. That word paraclete literally means one who walks beside. You might have a good friend, but you're not going to have a friend that created the world walking beside you. You might have a great education, but the one that wrote the books walking beside me. See, isn't that a beautiful thought to realize that in my, listen, in, in, maybe you need to hear this today, in my darkest moment, in the times when your words meant nothing, and I don't mean that harshly. We've watched, we watched this beautiful church wrap their arms around Bill and Connie these last couple of weeks. And listen, 
And sometimes words and flowers and fried chicken ain't enough. It's not that, you know, when we do all we can, right? But one who walks beside can comfort like you and I can't. In your darkest moment, listen, I, I, I love you. And when you call me pastor, that is one of the most humbling titles there is. There's only so much I can do. But I know someone who will walk beside you if you'll let him. And he'll lead, and he'll guide, and he'll counsel, and he'll convict, and he'll comfort you. Mm. Did you notice it said another advocate? So he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Who was the another? Jesus. We used to wear these bracelets that said, what? WWJD, right? That stands for, what would Jesus do? I think there should be another one. I think it should say, WDJD. What did Jesus do? See, if, if this advocate is another advocate, that means he's going to be like the other advocate. What did Jesus do? Think about it. Jesus called out sin, didn't he? Jesus called out sin and, and he confronted the, the woman called in the act of adultery, confronted her accusers, and then picked her up by the hand and said, now go and sin no more. And he loved and he served and he fed and he counseled and he cried. What, it, there, in the shortest passage of Scripture in the entire New Testament, teaches us more about the compassion of Christ. John chapter 11. Yeah, and there's ish. John 11-ish. His friend died. His friend's sisters were brokenhearted. And Jesus showed up knowing what only Jesus knew, that it wasn't that big a deal. Because he was fixing to call him out of the grave. But the Bible records two words right there that should that, that tells us who he was. It says, Jesus wept. Why would Jesus cry? He knew he was fixing to call. I, I'd have been laughing. I know something you don't know. That's what I'd have been doing. Right? But no, Jesus wept. Do you know why? Because he loves people. And their, and their heartbreak was his heartbreak. And I want you to hear me. He understands those dark moments. And if you'll let him, he'll be your comforter. Sometimes when I pray for you, I use a phrase. Especially in your dark moments. Especially when you're struggling. You're hurting. You've got family that are sick. You've got stuff going on. And I prayed this prayer verbatim. Holy Spirit, wrap your arms of love and compassion around them and hold them close. And I believe God answers that prayer. He counsels. 
he comforts. Hmm. Could it be that when words fail, the Holy Spirit comes along beside us and offers comfort that only he can? I say yes. I say yes. So he convicts, he counsels, he comforts. And lastly, he commissions. I, I need you to hear this from my heart. This is one of the reasons we started Growth Track. It's one of the reasons we are trying to move us down the road a little bit. Because the Holy Spirit come, came for you. But he didn't come for only you. Regardless of where you're at on your spiritual journey, he has a mission for you. And it involves this one thing. Helping people who are far from God find him. That's my mission. And it's your mission. Here's what Acts 1 and 8 says. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. He came to make you more like Jesus. You say, well, Dwayne, I'm, I'm nowhere close. Hello? Listen, I, I, want you to, I want you to hear this, and, I, and I've said this many, many, many times, and I want, you to, I want you to take my experience and use it for your own, because I, I, I bet what I'm going to say about Dwayne is true for many, many of you. I am not. I'm not where I need to be. I'm not where I want to be. I'm, I'm not a finished product. God is still molding me and shaping me and forming me and, and convicting me and, and chiseling away at the junk. I'm not the man I need to be, but I'm not the man I used to be. And if you'll let him, the Holy Spirit will send you on mission with that story. See, I think where we've missed it is we've thought before I can help somebody find Jesus, I got to get perfect. Listen to me. An unbelieving world has seen way too many perfect Christians. There was one. In fact, we named the whole movement after him. I, I was telling them in the, in the prayer room, I stumbled across this passage of Scripture, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 2, in there somewhere. And Paul's talking to this group of disciples. And he says, you are living epistles. And, and what he's literally telling them is, your life is scripture. 
That's pretty cool. I've heard preachers talk about other preachers and use this phrase. That man is a walking Bible. And, and what they're saying by that is, he doesn't even have to look at his Bible when he's preaching. He can just quote scripture. That's great. And, and I wish I could do that. That's, that's not what Paul was saying. Paul's saying when you walk around the streets of Jerusalem, when you walk around the streets of Corinth, people will know who Jesus are, is from watching you. Your life testifies of Jesus. That's your mission. I don't, I don't care what your vocation is. Your mission is is to by the power of the Holy Spirit because you can't get there on your own nor can I but your mission your commission is by the power of the Holy Spirit to live a life that is a witness that testifies of Jesus listen and and please don't misinterpret what I'm getting ready to say anybody can quote scripture the devil probably knows the Bible better than you or I do. But it takes someone full of the Spirit of God to walk into your workplace and people go, what is different about her? Something is different. So, I, I said this last week, but I want you to write it down this week. A relationship with the Holy Spirit will not only make a difference in your life, but it'll help your life make a difference. Anybody want to sign up for that? I want my life to matter. Man, I, 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 was, I was blown away at Robbie's funeral. I hope you guys saw the pictures. Right before the funeral, I, I, I called Tyler up and I said, Tyler, I need you to do me a favor. I said, I'm going to ask some folks to raise their hand. And when they do, I just want you to step back, take me a couple pictures. The sound man. I, I don't want to get morbid. At your funeral, wouldn't you love to have that kind of reaction? I, I know he's gone, but he changed my life. He God used him to help me. God used, him, God used them to help feed my dog. Clothes on my back. Told me off a ledge when I wanted to fill a syringe full of whatever. Come on. Isn't that why we're here, by the way? To not just... Let God baptize us in the Holy Spirit so we can feel good. Stop! That's not why He came. He came so that your life, if people forget your name, will know who Jesus is. Period. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I wouldn't plan on it. we got to hurry. But i got to tell you this story. I, I told this to somebody at the hospital with, when we were there, Robbie. But I, 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 I don't know this guy's name. 
I don't know this, where this guy went to church. I was, I'd been up about 36 hours with my dad who was facing a triple bypass. And, and you know that waiting in a, in a hospital, it's exhausting. And, I, and look, I, I'm gonna, I, I look all clean and polished right now, but I was rough right at that moment. I hadn't had a shower. I hadn't brushed my teeth. I hadn't combed my hair. I was look, I, I, and I was exhausted. And this little man, little man, walked up to me and said, Dude, how, how long have you been here? And I said, day and a half. He said, follow me. And uh, he handed me this Ziploc bag. And I looked in it, and it was a, a wet wipe. It was a comb, toothbrush, some toothpaste. He said, and he took me back to where there was a private bathroom. And he said, take as much time as you need. This might make you feel better. So I went in there, and I spent a little, a little time trying to get myself together. How many know that just... Just washing the crud off for a minute makes you feel like a new man. And I walked out, and, and he had this piping, huge, fresh pot of coffee that he brewed while I was in there. He said, what else can I do for you? And I said, man, you, you just don't know. See, they're talking about spiritual gifts, and I'm telling you, it doesn't take a lot. But that, that man showed me who Jesus was. And all I'm telling you is that you and I have the same commission. And it's not given by me as pastor saying go. It was given by the Holy Spirit. By Jesus himself that said when he comes, he didn't just come to make you feel good. To make the hair stand up on the back of your neck when Donna's singing your song. No. He came so that your life might scream the name of Jesus. Even in your imperfections. Even in the fact that you're not where you need to be yet. So I'm going to give you four things real quickly. Four ways that we can start fulfilling that commission. Number one, pay attention to his prompting. I'm going to be a little transparent. Y'all make fun of me for saying that. Because I guess I'm too transparent sometimes. There have been times in my life when I have ignored the Holy Spirit's prompting. Anybody else? It has never worked out well for me. I've never said no to God and it been a good thing. I've never, he's, I've never had an opportunity... To, to lean against what he was trying to tell me to do, and it worked out well. So I'm just telling you, if, if God says stop, stop. If the Holy Spirit says be careful, be careful. If the Holy Spirit says give, are you, get, you getting where I'm going with that? Pay attention. When the Holy Spirit prompts you, pay attention. Number two. And this was actually your last fill-in from last week, but it works better today. So I'm glad I skipped it. Relate to him daily. I, I, I'm going to give you a little challenge here, okay? 
You know, there's all kinds. You go on Facebook, there's a 90-day weight loss deal. And this, can I, this has nothing to do with the sermon. I, I didn't get fat in 90 days. I ain't going to get skinny in 90. <laughs> you with me? Here, here's a challenge. Is if you'll be intentional about spending time with the Holy Spirit every day for 90 days, your life will never, ever, ever be the same. Dwayne, I don't believe you. Prove me wrong. I dare you. I triple dog dare you. Now, if you grew up like I grew up, you've got to do it then or take a beating. Relate to him every day. I'm not telling you you've got to spend two hours in the Bible every morning. I'm just telling you that during your day, pause long enough to pray and spend some time in his word. Talk to him. and Talk to him and then shut up long enough to listen. All right. Pay attention to his prompting. Relate to him daily. Lean on his wisdom. When you don't know what to do, don't ask. I mean, listen, you can ask all the people you want to, but listen to me. God loves you, and he wants to lead and guide and direct you. So lean on that. And then fourthly, be a witness to your world. Everyone in this room has a circle of influence. It might be your neighborhood. It might be your workplace. It might be your school. Listen, it might be your family. And, and dads in the room still have children at home. I, I'm, you're their pastor. So let that settle. Be a witness to your world. In other words, just accept the commission that the Holy Spirit's given you. To be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. Guess where he was standing when he said that? Jerusalem. Donna's going to come, and I'm going to read this benediction to you, and this is going to be how we're going to end our service today. I, I love this passage. I love the way the Message Bible reads it. So here's what I'd like you to do. I, I, I'd like you just as just as, as a symbol right, Dwayne God I'm going to receive this I want you to put your hands in the air just as an act I, Lord I receive what you're about to give me and I'm, I'm going to read this passage to you and I, I want it I want you to receive it it's, it's 2 Corinthians 13 if you're interested the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we receive an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that as we leave this place, We'll go on a journey to relate to him every day. To lean on him for conviction and counsel and comfort and know that he has indeed commissioned us to go into all the world and make disciples. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.